All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. This is Chasing Function, and this is Kai. And this is Noah. And we're going to talk about hormones. Hormones? So here's what happened, right? So Kai and I obviously have enriching conversation with our client bases often. um, And active discussions come from those enriching conversations. And I got two text messages this week that both like felt like good podcast conversations, but I kind of feel like they can be one podcast. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah. Sure. Did you pluralize that correctly? Um, So the way we had kind of talked about and discussed this was trying to kind of establish, I guess we just read the text messages, kind of establish the baseline for these conversations. So you just want to read them? Uh, you want to I read mean, them both? I'll read the one. The other one is like a video of like a bunch of stuff. But um, I'll read that conversation because I have it live on mine. You read the one. Yeah. So it's asking if we've done a podcast on brain fog and there are so many supplements out there that claim to fix brain fog when in reality people don't realize how important sleep exercise and hormone balance are. And she brings it up because four people have recently asked her about it. Yeah. So as I look for that conversation, the other conversation, um, what are your initial thoughts regarding like that podcast? Or that podcast. I'm sorry, that, that text message. Text message. Yeah. Um, I mean, brain fog is such a multifaceted thing, I think. And and I think that there's just, I mean, with the, the industry that we're in, there's so much um, marketing and business around a one, one fix or one, one thing to fix them all. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's just such a... Uh, simple-minded thing, I guess. Um, You know, there's so many layers to what our brain does and how it affects hormones and how it affects sleep and how it affects our exercise and all these things. So uh, she brings up a really good point that, you know, sleep, exercise, and hormone balance are very, very important for the brain, Um, you know, and, and that doesn't even include nutrition, right? Like our brain needs food. And so... Um, you know, there might be some supplements that can aid in that, but, um, you know, one of the things that I've been really thinking about a lot is the, you know, allopathic or conventional medicine mindset to everyone's symptoms is like, let's just a fix or, uh, mask the symptom right like so you don't feel it anymore right b um get rid of the symptoms so you don't have it anymore or c let's just take something out of you so that it fixes the problem and so i think that it doesn't address like what's going on in the body that could be um an issue that could be something else that is causing a symptom right um and that's not what 
conventional medicine practitioners are taught. They're taught if A, then B, if B, then C. Um, you know, someone comes in with high blood pressure. Okay, high blood pressure medicine. Okay, someone comes in with, uh, I don't know, osteoarthritis. Okay, injections. Okay, surgery. Okay, medicine. So it's it's not so much like, oh, this human has these issues, right? Like it's like going to the car mechanic and you have an oil leak and it's like, oh, well, you just need better oil. Yeah. But but it's leaking. No, no, no. It's It just needs better oil, right? So it's like, um, I think that the mindset around all of it has to change. And um, I think a lot of people are um, catching on to that and noticing that, yeah, conventional medicine does not work because they have a pill caddy and they're still in pain. And, um, you know, they've been going to this doctor for however many years. And then all of a sudden someone does something that's super simple. And all of a sudden their back stops hurting or their knee stops hurting, or um, they don't have brain fog anymore. They switch their diet. And I think that we can attribute a lot of it too, to, um, social media with all these people, you know, posting about like, you know, big pharma and, um, you know, like going on this diet and going on that diet, like a lot of good information is out there, but at the same point, there's a lot of bad information going out there too. So, um, it's kind of like, can you find what you need through the weeds and um and i think that's kind of what we're trying to do right is just weed all the bad things out so that you get the best information and the best knowledge to go about brain fog hormones or injuries or whatever it may be i think the other thing with that too is this idea around brain fog to me is kind of frustrating because like what is brain fog, right? Mm -hmm. Like when we start having conversations around what these things actually are, right? And I think for me, you know, like I have somebody that I've worked with historically and in the past and he, I mean, he's goes, he, he has money and he goes see and he sees a lot of like naturopaths and things like that. And every time I talk to him, it's another thing or another three things or, and it's just, he just continues to like, oh, I have this or I have this or I have this. And it's like, you know, it was like, I'm a parasite or I have this or I have that. And it's like, don't get me wrong. Like those things are serious. Right. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting that they're not, but what I would say is that our body also is built around coping mechanisms to function with these things. Right. So yeah. when we have questions around brain fog and what brain fog is, it's like brain fog could be as simple as, is I just re get poor sleep with regularity. Right. Yeah. And things, sure, there are supplements that help sleep, but in the end, there's still supplements, right? And that's yeah. something we've talked a lot about. Like that that word in its own right is problematic because it implies that it should be done with something else, yep. right? By just by the definition of the word. And so for me, when I got that question, it was weird because I had this, that question, and then I had an immediate text message right after it. I mean, essentially like at the same time. So I, I have that text message pulled up. So it was... I've been taking progesterone that my doctor prescribed for the last month. It was supposed to help me with my night sweats and sleep. I told her 
but I would try it for a month or two. It definitely has helped me sleep deeper. So to the point, dealing with like brain fog, things like that. And no night sweats, but I'm sleepy all the time. And that's exactly when I started to feel like everything was going, everything in my life was 10 times harder. So presumably, right? Like, let's just talk progression. Different person, of course, but she has a problem, right? She gets the, the prescribed dosage to solve the problem. It's clearly a progesterone issue, of course. And then which all is of a sudden- hormone, Which is a hormone. Which is a hormone. And then all of a sudden, everything in our life got exponentially more difficult, right? Mm-hmm. And so the progesterone started causing other issues internally in terms of her life, right? And so we the conversation went on, and, and not to like divulge her whole life, but as the conversation went on, it got into more depths about how like it's affecting her relationship, it's affecting her motivation around work and her wants around work, and essentially affecting everything, right? And so... I think the problem here is, is on one hand, somebody's like, can you draw clarity around supplements for me? And then on the other hand, you have somebody who's gotten clarity around supplements, but the clarification she's gotten around supplements has made things worse. Yeah. And so this for me becomes the struggle of this discussion because on one hand, people were like, well, like supplementation will solve problems, right? And a lot of naturopaths will tell you that, but then you get on supplementation and it doesn't solve your problem. Yeah. So when do we find solvency? When we deal with the roots, so right the root the root issue, I guess. Uh, I was like a little excited to use that, but when we start getting into basically what's really wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, both of these people are very well versed in. I, I mean, a lot of things human. They're very intelligent. They have a lot of exposure. Um, like they're two people that I enjoy having conversations around this stuff because they get it. They really get it. Mm-hmm. And so if these two people, two people who really, really get it are having issues around these discussions, what's the rest of America going through? You yeah. know what I mean? Like what, what about the people that don't have any sort of baseline understanding of physiology or neurobiology or have the capacity to say to a doctor, Hey, this doesn't feel right. Right. So then they just get like dug in holes, you know? And so to me, this is where I thought this conversation became kind of interesting because though supplementation exists, right? Like there is stuff out there that can be very useful. Um, Like, like I take vitamin D and I take creatine, right? Those are the two things that I find are very useful to me. Living in North Carolina with the borderline bipolar weather, um, my exposure to the sun is less than great. And I found that my first year here, I got very sick very often. Some of that is some exposure, right? Like some of that is just baseline exposure to a new climate, new environment. Um, some of that I think is I went from getting excessive amounts of sun to, you know, not so much, right? So vitamin D, when I started like overtly supplementing with vitamin D, all of a sudden I wasn't sick anymore. So to me, vitamin D makes a lot of sense. That doesn't mean it makes sense for everybody, right? But my circumstance suggests that vitamin D was a solution from, for my problem. And it turns out it worked. This is probably the, the, my biggest struggle with a, a question like this that I get asked often is like, 
help me with brain fog. Well, like, I don't, where's it coming from? Like yeah. brain fog can be so many things. It can be an allergic reaction to food. It can be poor sleep. I mean, we, like we can really go on for days, right? And so to me, the next piece of, of questioning that comes along, right, is, you know, we're having a conversation around progesterone being applied to somebody, exogenous progesterone, right? So like exterior progesterone added. And so the, my next thought process around this discussion is, do we, are hormones a reflection of circumstance or are circumstance a reflection of hormones? Dun, dun, dun. This is where you come in with like, you're just deep chiasms. What well, are your thoughts? That's, that's heavy. Uh, it's like a chicken or egg thing, right? It, it is because I really couldn't tell you. I mean, it's, um, you know, the thing that I always think about and, and something that I heard from Sadhguru is like when we think about our body and our life, right? We don't really ever think about like, oh, did we read the, the instruction manual on our, on our, on ourselves and just humans in general? Like we haven't. And, um, and back to like the car analogy, right? Like you go to a mechanic, the mechanic has studied the manual of a car. So they know what's going on, what's not working, what should be working, what's, you know, like if your car doesn't start, it could be not because of a lot of different things, right? Just like that's like brain fog, right? Your brain isn't functioning the way it should. And so, you know, I think that if we take the approach of like, well, are like, what's, what's the whole situation? Right. Right. So then we go to, um, uh, what did you say? Uh, the, the environment or what did you say about the hormones? And is it, is it the hormones that are reflected in our environment or is it our environment that's reflected in our environment? So like environment, right? Like lifestyle, your environment, right? Cause Someone could be living in a house full of mold and not even know it and have all these symptoms come up. Um, and then, you know, you give progesterone and, and you get way too much progesterone because you don't really need it. And then other things show up. So, um, so like environment's important, but then also internal environment is very important, right? Like how, what's their, um, self-esteem like, like what's their relationship like with food, with, their body with other people um so it really is like well we can't tell you that yeah it's the circumstances and the environment that's causing this and we can't say yes it's your hormones that are acting up that are causing you to feel this way so we don't know until we figure out like well when did this start how did this start um and like if it is hormone like that points to hormones then we got to do some panels and really take a look at like taking samples of an engine right like this is the engine oil not working is it i don't know anything about cars but um (laughs) that's the extent of cars right there yeah that's it you can't get anything else um yeah but it's like we got to like open up the hood right let's see what's under the hood 
and or maybe it's just like you're a really bad driver i don't know but um right like we gotta we gotta do some investigation and it's not just based off symptoms it's also based off of how the body should work and i think that's uh uh one thing that maybe conventional medicine allopathic medicine doesn't actually take a look at it's like well this should be functioning like this what are some other things that affect that thing that could be another cause right when that for me is where this gets complex right like i think you know i i have another patient that i work with and um you know i went through the panel right like i went through the whole the whole gambit with her i was like okay you know, what's diet look like? What's your response to these foods? When you eat bad, what's your response? Like, what's your exercise profile look like? Blah, 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 blah. I mean, we, we went we went all the way through. We, we did the standard, you know, what you and I like to do and, and ask all the questions, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, the, the answer was she's perimenopausal. And this is probably the way most women that are perimenopausal feel. And she didn't like it. Can you explain perimenopausal? So perimenopausal is she's essentially premenopausal. So like menopause oh. is coming, it's it's around the corner. Um, and this is just how women feel when they're at that stage of their life. And so her response was, Well, do I have to feel this way? Mm. And my response was, No, there's naturopaths out there that can can treat hormone profiles to make you feel really young. I said, you know, there's things like you know, um, epimeralin and tesamralin and the things that I took, right? Growth hormones and things like that. Like there's stuff out there that if you've got money, like you can biohack with, like that are really powerful. Yes, absolutely. They come with risks, right? They come with different things that you should consider. But if you weigh all those things out and it's still good for you, then yeah, you're good, right? Do it. And so that's where this becomes, again, tough, right? Because each circumstance is so unique. And so to me in my, I mean, I mean, significant, I mean, I have a lot of experience around, you know, what, let's just say I have a lot of, a, a lot of experience in assessments, right? Like you and I, it's safe to say that we've talked to a, a, our fair share of people regarding their current circumstance and how they're feeling. Right. Yeah. And in, in those conversations and being really, really thorough with a lot of different people, you know, I can make a pretty good judgment for the most part as far as where somebody is and what's going on. And I think for most people, like, it's lifestyle driven, yeah. right? Like, I think there's a piece of lifestyle. Now, granted, are there people that have, you know, I mean, like, the problem is, is like, it's so convoluted and there's so much even I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. do people have cancerous cells or do people have, um a parasite or you know all this stuff then even makes it more convoluted yeah and so i think that's the struggle with getting asked questions like this because it's like people and not that they were asking for this by any means but people want to oversimplify things and it's like you just can't the human body is so vast on what it does and i think going back to what i just said like i'm not even totally sure we fully understand it yeah. You know, like, I don't know if we understand the system. Like, I'm pretty sure that 20 years from now, we may find out that we got it wrong. Yeah. I think, you know, like, I've been watching a lot of Zach Bush, which 
is really cool, but also like very confusing. Um, so I, I always go back to this analogy that my friend gave me um, about like a broken arm and a cast and like the doctor actually cure your arm, right? Like, did he put the bones back? Did he go in there and like put some bone, more bone in there and do all those things? Like, no, your body did that. And like our body is built to heal. It's built to adapt um, and it's built to protect, right? So sometimes I think like we just need to take a pause right like take a step back let's reevaluate what we're doing let's get back to the basics and, and control those things control them and because um, you know like um you had mentioned you met somebody who did a 30-day fast and got rid of all their autoimmune stuff and yeah. you know it's like you know you know and one thing that i really want to I'm going to incorporate in like some of my presentations and stuff is like, if you see someone that um, is like lighting your house on fire and they just keep throwing like little matches at your house and all you do is keep throwing water on all the, on the, um, the little places that they're putting fire on. That's what it's like when you're not getting to the root solution. Right. It's like, this person keeps throwing matches at your house, but you're worried about the fire. You're not worried about like stopping the kid from throwing matches on you. Right. So like when we take a step back and it's like, well, maybe I should stop putting poison in my body. Right. Like maybe I should probably not eat processed foods. Maybe I shouldn't be, um, you know, drinking a bunch of coffee. Maybe I shouldn't be staying up till, midnight watching tv and like maybe i shouldn't be drinking wine at night maybe i shouldn't be drinking beer at night like just taking account to those things and just stopping those things maybe and just see what happens right well i think and to your point right i think if you're having issues with brain fog if you're having issues with like your your circumstance i think those that's where you have to start yeah like, I don't think magnesium, to your point, like if, if someone's throwing matches at your house, I don't think magnesium is going to solve that problem. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, it, it'll help, right? It'll aid, but it's like, um, it, yeah, I mean, that analogy is perfect, right? Like you, they're throwing matches and you just keep throwing water. It's like, yeah, I'm, t- I'm buying all this magnesium. I'm, I'm taking it, but I still got brain fog. It's like, well, right. You still eating Carl's Jr. Like, yeah, stop doing that. Yeah, let's start with Carl's Jr., right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the easiest, cheapest, and most effective thing is like, well, let's just take into account if I'm putting more poison in my body than things that can serve me. And I think once you you start there, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, if we start there, then you can like have a better clarity of like next steps, right? It's like, okay, I've taken all the things that are, that could essentially be bad. And now like I can start supplementing and introducing things that may serve me and 
um, and um, or, or go get those blood tests. Maybe that, that'll show you a little bit more or, you know, check your environment, check your who you're hanging around. Right. And, and it goes it goes into an external environment, too. It's like, are you hanging around people that make you feel bad? Are you hanging around people that you want to be like and you get mad every time that you're you're hanging out with them and you're not where they're at or you're hanging out with people that are saying mean things to you or um, you go places where you don't feel comfortable and, and it's, uh, it gives you anxiety and, and stress and all these things, right? So taking a step back, take, removing the things that could be detrimental to your health and then slowly reintroducing and seeing, seeing what happens. Basically the elimination diet. There you go. But with your life. Yeah. So I had one of my former patients reach out to me and ask me some questions regarding um, a blood disease. Mm-hmm. And I said, listen, like I am, I'm not, this isn't my world. Like I, I really don't feel comfortable like speaking towards this or anything along those lines. I'm like, but what I, what I can tell you, the only thing I can tell you is there's no harm in living a cleaner life. Yeah. So if you were to come to me and tell me that I have a blood disease, I think the first thing I would consider is cleaning out my diet, focusing on sleep, doing the things, controlling the basics, right? Yeah. Like you, I think you sent it to me, but it's uh, it's uh, Zach Bush talking about a bunch of people that like are like locked in and love their diets, right? They're like mm-hmm. carnivore diets and vegan diets and all of them have equal success and yeah. nobody can figure out why they all have equal success, right? And what he said was like, in the end, all the diets did the same thing. They removed processed foods from yeah. our diet, which all help us feel like better versions of ourselves, right? Yeah. And none of them I think are long-term, right? Like I think in the end, like we just need to eat like normal humans. But what I'll tell you is, is that there's a lot to be said for just cleaning up your lifestyle. Yeah. And so, you know, back to like, we didn't really address it yet, but back to this idea of like hormones or not. Right. I think, you know, I had a, tra- a conversation with Charles Poliquin years ago, uh, who's one of the most brilliant people I've ever talked to. And I asked this question around hormones. And what Charles Poliquin told me was, for you to get a true idea of what your testosterone panel is, you would have to measure blood three times a day for like multiple days. He wow. said, the feedback that you're going to get around your hormones is so minute to minute. And it's so based on what happened before. And he literally said, he said, you know, did you orgasm prior? Did you, how did you eat? Did you have alcohol? Did you have caffeine? How did you sleep? How have you slept cumulatively over the last three days? What was your training schedule like? What was the workout like? Was it, how difficult was it on a scale of one to 10? Um, Was it cardiovascular training? Was it strength training? I mean, he went into this, this like just myriad of just, (laughs) and this is, and what he said, he's like, you know, so for those of you that don't know, WADA is the the global organization that tests athletes for um, performance enhancing drugs. When WADA is checking blood and urine, the, oftentimes it's multiple tests in that week mm-hmm. for the for that exact reason. So 
my struggle around having conversations around hormone profiles is like hormone profiles are going to be very specific to, I mean, even as simple as time of day. Yeah. Right. And so it's tough because to me, what that says, and I could be crazy, but that stands out to me is I think your hormone panel reflects environment and circumstance more than we think it does. And I think people think it's the other way around and I'm not totally sure it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a snapshot, right? It's, it's like, Oh, if I snapped you eating a salad at 11 o'clock, like that's your health. But if I snap a shot at 6 p.m. at night or 7 p.m. at night and you're having a burger with fries and a beer, that's your health. But like, you know, seven hours prior, you were eating a salad. It's quote unquote healthy, right? So I think you're right. Like, we can't just take one snapshot and be like, that's your health. This is what we're going to base this off of. And this is the things that you need to take because of this one snapshot, right? It's so much more dynamic and and multifaceted, right? And so that leads me to reflect on myself internally. And, you know, I, there's, I haven't hid it from anybody that I'm on TRT. And so I think back to what my life was like when I went to get on TRT, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was depressed. I was in a job that I hated. My lifestyle was very unhealthy. I mean, very unhealthy. I was at maybe the tail end of my marriage. I had two brand new baby girls that were running me rampant. Like, so knowing what I know now, I would have probably taken Tungali, Fagojali, and Ashwagandha for a few months yeah. to see what they would have done for me. And then based on what those would have done for me, I would have reevaluated whether or not I was going to take exogenous, exogenous testosterone that I would be on forever. And when people ask me that question, right? So ashwagandha would have allowed me to like downregulate a little bit, right? These are, these are herbs, right? These are all herbs. They're all natural yeah. herbs. Uh, Tungali, Fagojali are natural herbs that, that help with testosterone pr- production, and so this is where, again, this conversation gets complicated and why I felt like it was important to have both of those text messages as framework, right? Because on one hand, I'm saying supplements aren't the answer. But on the other hand, I'm saying I maybe could have utilized supplements to alter state of being to then allow me to chill the hell out and create some production in the short term. And then as I got healthier habits, maybe I wouldn't have needed those things anymore. Yeah. Right. And so that's, again, why this conversation becomes so convoluted. And, and I don't even know if we're doing it total justice in the way we're talking about it. It is such a convoluted discussion. Yeah, and I think um, I, I just started envisioning uh, an analogy because I try to find analogies all the time. But um, it's almost like we're trying to herd sheep. And we're trying to use like a mirror to like make them go a certain way or or block them to make them go a certain way, but they all want to go their own way. And so you're trying to block all these sheep from leaving, 
and you've got it's like oh look, let me get a border collie let me get a australian shepherd let me get these dogs to help me out and they start doing their thing but then sheep keep going the opposite way or they just keep doing whatever they want to do and so you, you keep trying to add more dogs and more people and more things to help you kind of herd those things but in the end right like is it bad that you're using fences right that could be considered like allopathic medicine or is it bad that you're using border collies that's like herbal supplements or you know different therapies like that like is it really bad that you're doing that like you're you're um trying to serve your body right but then also like what if you just let the sheep room free and then they come back and they do as you as you tell them right like all three options work but there's right. just so too much reactivity that happens that you know it's it's like you take one medicine now you got to take another and you got to take another and you got to take another kind of similar to supplements right like you take one supplement and then it's like oh we got your vitamin d up, but now you can't absorb that because you don't have calcium now you got to take calcium and calcium goes with magnesium and magnesium needs zinc and it's just like a, a, a never-ending thing um right like or maybe if you live somewhere where it has sun like just go get sun <clears throat> so there's all three types of um of solutions right but i think just like the snapshot analogy like in that moment that's what you need right. and um and then later on maybe okay you did trt now let's let's try tangirali and ashwagandha all these things um and then let's try meditation and then let's try like so i don't know that there necessarily needs to be this it kind of goes to the same thing we talked about in the very beginning, right? Like we're looking for the one thing that fix it all, but because the body is so reactive and so predictive, like, like the, the, um, why is it escaping my head right now? Uh, placebo effect and the nocebo, right. Effect, right? Like that's super powerful. And, and I think people kind of take that thing for granted because, what you think definitely affects the way your body reacts to things. Right. And so, you know, the thought of taking TRT could have already put your body in a better place, right? The right. thought of hope of there's a solution for me can put people in a better place. Right. Right. So like, did, was it the supplement? Was it the magnesium that helped you with your brain fog? I mean, I, I don't know. I can't tell you definitively, right? Like the thought of like somebody telling you something different than a doctor that, oh, you right. take this supplement is going to be so much better for you. And then you take it and you're like, oh my gosh, I slept so good, right? Just like that situation, right? She took progesterone, all her symptoms went away, but then there's something else that happens, right? So um, I I just think it's, it's, there's no, I don't think there's an end to the, um, the, the process of being human, right? 
Well, and to add some context, right? So as somebody who's on TRT, I have to regularly take estrogen blockers because my body is trying to produce more estrogen to offset the testosterone, right? Mm -hmm. And so the other thing to consider with all of this, right? For every reaction, there's an equal or greater reaction, right? And so if you're taking progesterone, then there's going to be some sort of response to your body taking progesterone, right? If you're taking... And, and this and this is circular, right? Like we can go on for days and days with this, right? Like the the if you take magnesium, there's going to be a response to that. There's plenty of studies that show that smoking marijuana before going to bed only helps put you to sleep. It doesn't keep you asleep. Mm-hmm. And so they found that like your deep sleep is pretty poor when you take marijuana. They also found the same thing with Ambien, which is why people get weird when they have Ambien, right? So. Mm-hmm. That's the struggle with this discussion is like my bo- my body wants homeostasis. It yeah. wants to go to homeostasis. It wants to find homeostasis and it wants to stay there. And so if I'm going to affect homeostasis, then I there's going to be some sort of reaction to that. And that's why pharmaceutical medications have side effects, right? Yeah. Whether you like it or not, there is no biohack. Like your body has to have natural recourse for why it's doing what it's doing. And I think that becomes the other struggle is like, and and this is true of everything. I don't know anything that isn't a natural additive that your body doesn't already have. Like, you know, creatine is one of the only things, but creatine is an amino acid, right? So like people ask me about creatine and I'm like, well, if you don't want to take creatine, fine, then just go ahead and start eating steak once a day yeah and then you won't need creatine because you'll have this you'll have that same response right like that's the thing that i think people don't realize is like when they measure creatine levels in people that do the carnivore diet the creatine levels are through the roof yeah. right because they're getting tons of creatine naturally so even like there's there's no natural additive that you can create that isn't going to have some sort of offshoot offshoot as well right so this is where these conversations become so tough. And I think that's why it was so important for us to have this conversation via podcast. Cause I mean, ultimately for me, I utilize our podcast. I mean, though there's lots of people out there that listen to it in, in all over the world, which is pretty freaking cool. But for me, this podcast is a tool that I give to a lot of my client base, right? It's like, yeah. Hey, you want to hear something about diet? Great. Instead of me rambling on about it, here's me in a podcast. You can pause it. You can rewind it. Um, you have dichotomy with Kai, like, here you go. Right. Like that's my constant reaction when I work with people is like just giving them feedback around the podcast. It's free and it saves them time. This kind of, that's where we're at with this discussion for me is like, I want to create solvency for people. I really do. Like, I want to make life so simple for you. But the truth of the matter is, is there isn't simple solvency around like supplementation. It's pretty tough to escape just living well. Yeah, You know, the same person that sent me that text message regarding, um, regarding questions about brain fog is an individual that I work with that is struggling with holding physical health because her job is really, really, really taxing and really, really difficult on her body. And so we had a discussion today that was like, Hey, do you know anyone that does this job 
for long, long periods of time that isn't in pain? And she goes, no. I go, it's because this job isn't natural in terms of the amount of movement it creates, yeah. right? And so I'm not saying quit your job, but I'm saying that maybe expectations, proper expectations might be the next course of action here, yeah. right? And so I, I don't know, man. It's it's tough to have these discussions. Um, it's t- it's tough to also not be able to give people answers. Like you know, you like myself want to create solvency for people. When it comes to these worlds, that's why this stuff is all over the place. There isn't solvency. Like you're just not going to find simple solvency or solutions around these problems. You're going to have to, I mean, in some cases, guess and check, like you're going to have to take progesterone and see how it makes you feel and understand that there's natural recourses around taking progesterone and take that risk. Right. Everyone I talk to around testosterone, I'm like, yeah, testosterone is cool. It makes me feel awesome. Like you can get big and strong on it and all these things, but are you prepared to pay for it for the whole, your whole life? And are you prepared to not have testosterone or have um, testy function around it? Cause your body's going to shut off production the minute you start taking it. Yeah. Right. So like, if we don't understand the recourses that our body's going to create to offset exogenous products being placed inside of it, then, you know, I just don't think we're arming people with enough information to make these, these good decisions. Yeah. You know, I had, I talked to one guy and it was like, sorry. Um, I talked to one guy and I was like, are you having your estrogen levels checked while you're taking testosterone? He said, no. I said, well, I, I hope you feel comfortable around gynomastia. And he's like, what? I was like, yeah, because your body's going to swing estrogen hard in response to testosterone. And this is where guys get, you know, for lack of better words, bitch tits, right? So um, I shouldn't have said that in this day and age. Uh, oh, whatever. So they're called in post and then in post. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, and that's, I think that for me, his doctor never told him that his doctor just gave him testosterone. He, his doctor literally gave him a jar of testosterone. Wow. What the hell? Like you could screw that guy up forever. How yeah. how has it become my job to have conversations around giving testosterone to people? How did we get there? Like, how is that the medical industry now? I'm just a dude. Yeah. You know, it's wild to me. But um yeah. So, anyways, so uh to to cap recap this podcast, um, you learned a new word, uh gym slang. Um <laughs> And then more importantly, uh, the answers that you're looking for don't exist. Live life in a healthier fashion. Uh, Take your health more seriously and try things after you've cleaned up your lifestyle. And chase function. Is that safe? Chase function. Control the basics. Fruit solutions. (laughs) Fruit solutions. You got anything to add to that, buddy? No, I think that's yeah. Like we got. Are we gonna hang up and you're gonna tell me a cool story? No, I promise. Nope. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you as always for your guys' patience. I know we haven't been as consistent as we had been historically, but unfortunately, uh, the distance becomes difficult between Kai and I. Our hearts are yearning for each other, but yeah. also. Uh, time zones are a bitch and make things very difficult sometimes. 
So we are trying so hard to be as consistent as possible, but we also, we got lives and stuff. So we love you guys. We appreciate your patience and uh, keep sending text messages. Honestly, being able to have discussions around things that serve the people that are listening uh, makes me really, really happy. Like I love being able to give you guys some sort of insight around your thoughts. And, um, you know, we'd like to keep providing that in terms of our service. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Guys. And we'll see you next time.